Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, seven figure real estate investor and entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning seven figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple seven figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on. From setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen. Secrets of Seven Figure Women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems, structure, and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated, driven to succeed, and want the steps to learn more, we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome to episode one of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I am Sarah J. Stevens, and thank you for joining me today. I'm going to kick things off solo for week one here. Just want to provide you some background on me, as well as uh, tell you where we're going on this journey together as we roll the show out. So it wasn't that long ago, honestly, that I was bouncing a rent check for $100. And some of my closest friends don't know that. <laughs> Back when I was in university doing my uh, master of business administration, I literally got a, a phone call from the landlord to say that I bounced a rent check for 100 bucks. So you know how broke I was to not be able to have $100 to pay for my monthly rent. That was probably for me uh, the most embarrassing thing that's happened and something that I, I reflect on. But the day that I bounced that rent check, I decided that I didn't want to live that way anymore. I didn't want to be broke. At the time, I, I was literally eating two or three packs of Mr. Noodles a day, like 33 cents a pack. I remember I could live off of about a dollar a day and I really was broke. But I decided from that moment on that I wanted to change things for my future and came up with a mantra for myself, typed it out. I still have it. And I told myself, I'm going to be a millionaire. I am going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. And I put it up on my mirror in the washroom. And I allowed that mantra to change my mindset and also to you know, to sink in to change my future. And wasn't that long before I did become a millionaire. And so I wanted to share some of that background with you. I, you know, once I bounced that rent check, I went out and got a job. I put my studies on the back burner because I needed money to buy food and pay for rent. And I realized I couldn't wait another year to finish my degree. So I took a job and I was making $11.87 an hour, Eleven eighty-seven. I won't forget that. I remember, except that it was a salary job. So I was working something like, I don't know, 80 or 90 hours a week. And whatever that works out to, maybe it was like four bucks an hour. That's how much I was really making. But at that point, I was so desperate to make any money. I just wanted to turn things around for myself. So that's kind of where I started out. Yeah, things kind of went from there. So. Once I did finish my MBA, I actually went back to school later on, took a few years to earn some money and then had enough to go back. <laughs> and I decided that I needed more than just a job. You know, I needed more than just that, you know, that one income. And when I was doing my MBA, 
and uh, went back for that final year. I was trying to figure out how I could make more money. If I wasn't going to get paid enough money, how could I generate more money? And I genuinely thought, I'm not that smart. So, you know, what could I, what could I study or figure out? And I started looking at real estate, took an entrepreneurship course and uh, started reading books on real estate, real estate investing. And I still have that business plan from that course (laughs) with my professor's notes on it. And I decided then and there I was going to start investing in real estate to help me generate more income. So once I finished my MBA and I got a job, I actually got a job at a bank. I remember I'd been at the bank for, I don't know, about a year. And I made an appointment and I went into the branch (laughs) and I sat down with the, the mortgage broker And I said, so uh, what do I qualify for? She kind of looked across the desk at me and she she almost laughed at me. She said, you don't qualify for anything. So what do you mean? She said, I'm sorry, you just, you don't qualify. I said, you mean that I work at this bank, I have a job at this bank, and I don't qualify to get a mortgage, buy a house? She said, no, sorry, you don't. I thought, well, what's the issue? She said, you don't make enough money. I thought, okay, well, I have my MBA and I've got a job at this bank. You know, how is it possible that I wouldn't be making enough money? So anyways, I went home that day and I remember thinking, okay, figure out a way to make some more money so that I can go back there and uh, get a mortgage. So at that point, I was taking the GO train. I live in uh, <laughs> Toronto in Canada or close to, uh, close to Toronto. So at that point, I was commuting into Toronto taking the go train, four hours a day commuting. I thought, okay, if I can leverage this time and create some extra income, then I can go back to the bank, you know, in a year from now and try and get a mortgage. So that's what I did. I figured out a way to uh, teach online during the commute. And this was way before you could hotspot your phone. I actually called it tethering, (laughs) which I don't think uh, many people had heard of at that point, but I figured out a way to make my BlackBerry tether to my laptop so I could teach online courses for a university. And that's where it started. That's where it all began. So I worked my day job at the bank. I commuted and taught university classes in my commute. And I went back to the bank a year later. And I said, okay, now what do I qualify for? And I remember she said, oh, you can qualify for a mortgage up to $200,000. I said, great. (laughs) And I went out and the first property I bought was a duplex. And that duplex was... uh, it was like a golden ticket to me because not only did I have my day job, right, but I had my part-time job teaching at the university. And then I had added two more uh, paychecks or, you know, monthly income to, um, to all that by having those uh, rental incomes in the duplex, right? It's another two units, another two checks. And, uh, and then from there, it just continued to grow. So from there, I bought a, a triplex and Started uh, renting out the basement as well at uh, my spouse, uh, my my spouse now, back then we weren't married, but uh, rented out a basement unit. But all of those extra paychecks uh, started rolling in and snowballing into a larger uh, monthly income. Irony is 2007, I don't know if you remember, is before the global financial crisis, but 2007, we sold everything and... We thought we made it. We bought a house on the lake, (laughs) bought a boat, bought a hardtop convertible. And then the global financial crisis happened, if you remember, 2008, 
and my spouse got laid off. So there we were, living in our house with our boat and our hardtop convertible. And we were down to one income. And I thought, ah, that's why we had all that real estate before. It's kind of like our backup plan, right? Had created a bit of financial security for us. But we sold everything. And I thought, ah, why did we do that, right? The regret of it. So I decided, okay, we got to start building back up our real estate portfolio. So I remember 2009, September 2009, we bought another duplex, basically. It was on the water. So that was our first uh, first property in the, the second round. <laughs> our first apartment building we actually bought in 2011. So just two years after that. So even though my spouse had been laid off, we figured a way out to borrow the money, find the money. And uh, in fact, that apartment building we bought, we only put down $200 cash. So I'll save that story for another day, but that that's a true story. Uh, we bought the apartment building for $200 cash. And in fact, we still own that one. But that's how things started out. And I realized that having one income and relying on a corporate job that can be taken away basically at any point, it's not the best way to ensure that you have a financial future, you know, a secure one anyways. And so from there, I really focused on how can I drive the income and uh, crush the expenses and really start to play financial and financial defense. So I think, again, maybe those are some topics that we'll get into as we uh, to roll this out. But, you know, and you might be asking, why, why am I here on the podcast? And mostly it's because we don't, I don't know, when we grow up, we're not told that we can talk about money, right? Or our financial assets or our struggles, right? That I bounce the rent check for a hundred bucks, you know? And so for me, having this podcast allows you and I to create a new circle, right? Like a new circle of friends that we can come on here and talk about these uh, successes or challenges and how other women are you know, driving their annual income at seven figures or or better, or have developed multi-million dollar portfolios, however they've invested their assets. But just a place that we can come and uh, talk to one another, you know, about the plan and the vision and have somebody here that is cheering you on. I'll be your cheerleader. Because at this point in life, for me, the most important thing is to really to, to give back. And as we all increase our income and increase our wealth. The benefit is that, you know, I believe in women, right? I believe that we do support our communities and our families, our charities. You know, my spouse and I were big supporters of our local hospital and also the women's shelter. You know, as we all do better, we, we give back to these important causes. And I, I believe that as we support each other and improve our financial destiny, it has a, a ripple effect into more lives, right? Into more families, into more um, charities. And for me, some of the the key takeaways that I've learned over the years is really that some things can be terrifying. I remember, I remember when we put that offer in on that first apartment building and we only had to put $200 down. So it wasn't actually a big risk, but <laughs> I remember how terrified I was. Could we lose everything? what could happen from this? What, what if the building caught on fire? What if it flooded or what if it, I don't know, what if all the tenants stopped paying? I, I remember all of those, uh, those thoughts. 
But I think as we we do more uh, things that challenge us and bring us out of what is comfortable for us on a day to day basis, I mean, even on the other day on Sunday, my kids took me to this <laughs> this bike park. I'm telling you, I was terrified. <laughs> you know, they want to take me on this BMX course, and I I did fall off two of the jumps. <laughs> But as we do more things that challenge us and uh, terrify us, then things actually become easier. And so I want to be here to inspire you and show you the way. You know, I've done it for so many clients and friends over the years. Clients that have bought a house and then rented it out or rented out rooms or started Airbnb. Clients that have bought a duplex or triplex, et cetera, and sold them and made tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And just kind of seeing that return for them. And that's just one thing at a time. That's one deal at a time. But, you know, you start to compound all that. If you've read The Compound Effect, that's a great book. But if you just start with that consistent progress every day, you know, and commit to that plan and what your vision is, you've got this. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you here weekly. And we will have great guests on the show. So thank you for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to having a great guest on next week. And so we'll see you back here in a week. All right, take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.